Since 2017, the Italian Wine Podcast has exploded and expects to hit 6 million listens by the end of July 2023. We're celebrating this success by recognizing those who have shared the journey with us and giving them the opportunity to contribute to the ongoing success of the shows. By buying a paper copy of the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 or making a donation to help the ongoing running costs, members of the international Italian wine community will be given the chance to nominate future guests and even enter a prize draw to have lunch with Stevie Kim and Professor Attilio Scienza. To find out more, visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Chin chin! Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen on Italian Wine Podcast. Today we continue our special sub-series that highlights the winners of the prestigious five-star wines and wines without walls competition that took place earlier this year, just before Vinitali. More than 2,200 wines were tasted by an international jury of wine professionals, Italian winemakers, sommeliers, journalists, and Italian wine ambassadors. We're celebrating today the wine producers whose wines achieved the highest scores and which won special awards. So I'm delighted to welcome my guest, Vania Pistolozzi of Milazzovini, we're located in Campobello di Licata in southeast Sicily. Uh, Milazzo Vini won the Wines Without Walls Award for the Best Organic Sweet Wine for its Terre Tardive 2017. Many congratulations, Vanya, to you and to the whole team. And thank you very much for being my guest today. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you to you, Mark, for the invitation. We are really proud to be here with you and to have the possibility to tell you something more about our winery and the team and the type of viticulture that we have in mind from, or at least now, right now, quite uh, more than 40 years of hard work here in Campobello Delicata. Okay, Vanya. Well, let's begin by, for our listeners, really taking us to Campobello di Licata. Explain where you are, where Campobello di Licata is, what the area is like. You're not far from Agrigento, the famous Valley of the Temples. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. We are for uh, quite 40 uh, kilometers from uh, Agrigento. Uh, Campobello Delicata is a, a small village in the hillside of uh, Agrigento province. We are at an altitude of 400 meters, uh, 20 kilometers from the seaside. Uh, we face the Mediterranean coast, so we are really in the south, very south of Sicily, facing Africa, facing especially um, Tunisian lands and Libya coast. And Campobello with Delicata, we are mid 
the winery is based in the mid of Campable, Glicat, and Rabanusa. Those small villages have really um, a long history. Even before the arriving of Greeks uh, here in the area of Agrigento, so very millennial story. The thing that is really interesting is the fact that there is um, a very strong connection with a story of viticulture here in Sicily. Wow. You have to know that uh, the province of Agrigento have been created from the Greeks and is one of the symbolic cities of the Greek expansion and the creation of what was called Magna Grecia. Uh, the poet Pinder called it the most beautiful city of mortar. And Agrigento and the Temple Valley count six temples and that are still visitable even right now. And what is special is that in the, we have testified in the uh, historical writing that there is an extraordinary uh, valuable reminder of how profound legacy this lands carry related to the culture of Vienna cultivation. Uh, for example, the other sequel states that there were vineyards of exceptional size and beauty, and most of the land was covered with olive oil trees and the abundant production of which was the destiny to the Carthaginian trade. And the Greek especially defined this area to the most valuable uh, production of wine. So this really a strong and uh, incredible heritage that we have uh, in this areas. We're going back two and a half thousand years, Vanya. Yeah. It's an incredible history of continuous viticulture over that time. I'm imagining you at 400 meters, so that's quite high. Is that position helping to keep things a little cooler in this very hot summer? Yeah, we, we have the perfect climatic characteristic of hillside. So we normally benefit of the influence of the typical Mediterranean climate. This means with male summers and not rich winters and a constant light breeze that favor the day-night temperature range and a very good aeration to, in the plant. This is a, a very incredible key point, even if we can say that in, especially in in the last 15 years, we have verified the modification of the climate and how the climate changes have an impact, even in this uh, incredible corner of Sicily. Yes, yes. Now, Vanya, Wine Without Walls is a section of five-star wines dedicated to wines produced organically, biodynamically, or by low intervention and natural methods. Milazov is one of the pioneers in organic and sustainable viticulture in Sicily. Tell us a little bit about the way you farm, why that has always been important to Milazzovini. I can say that organic viticulture is really a commitment that has born with the winery. We have always been organic uh, from the mid of 70s, which is the, the birth of the, of the winery, and with a more scientific 
approach from the mid of ages. So what we can say about our idea of organic viticulture is really quite a culture of being organic. What we have acquired in terms of knowledge during the years uh, is the idea that we have to protect the environment to create best condition where the vineyards can grow in harmony with nature. But we also have to invest in terms of agronomic research, in terms of technology and the cellar to protect what we produce in the vineyards and to guarantee that the fruit, the grape, um, still can be vinificated with most simple rules, but very careful rules to exalt the organolytic patrimony that we are able to give life uh, in the vineyards. So it's really that care in the vineyard being carried over into the cellar to really try to express as much of these native grape varieties as you can. You were explaining to me, Vanya, that the estate is actually located over eight contrade, and you've got a lot of different crews within that. So it's a very complex area where the soil, the microclimates change from one area to the other, different altitudes. And this means that you can produce a full range of wines from sparkling, white, rosato, and red. And also that your harvest time is really quite extensive, sometimes from the end of July extending to the middle of October. Yeah, complexity is part of our DNA. This is really a special place. The name of the winery is Azienda Agricola Milazzo Terre della Baronia. And Terre della Baronia is the name of the terroir, of the ensemble of the vineyards. And you are right, we have six Contrade, six main areas in a five kilometer square around the, the, the cellar. So everything is very concentrated. What is incredible is the fact that we have incredible different set of soils available in the vineyards. We have a very an enormous pathological variability. We move from the slope to the sand where we find white uh, lunar uh, like calcareous soils to clay limestone soils with the presence of draining skeleton and we have also black clay organic deep coal soils. This is due to the fact that the part of the estate is positioned in a wide compluvial basin that was that is the result of the course of an ancient river that created it. And this has created a very special place. We have two banks uh, two hillsides that are facing uh, each other where we have the white soils and in the middle we have the very black uh, soils. This is the reason why we have the side along the here that was absolutely necessary to introduce a systematic study to identify the specific characteristics in each plot. 
and thus as also support to be able to understand which varieties, which biotypes and rock stocks was the best to be planted in each plot. So now we have six contrada, different sub-area, and in all sub here we have identified at right now 50 different crew. And each crew is a quite a small world, a small universe that is managed with some specificity from the beginning, from his birth up to the moment of the arrest. And also uh, the care all along the here are defined specifically to have the care to identify the microclimate, the exposition and everything. Nothing is left to the hazard. Everything is analyzed in order to obtain the best fruit available in this blood. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. That's incredible that within that small area, you have identified 50 specific micro crews, which are attended separately and vinified separately. I'm imagining some micro vinifications really following through that wine from growing the grapes to creating the wine and finally making your final cuvées. What are the main grape varieties that you cultivate? Oh, we have, uh, we started with uh, a focus at the end of the 70th beginning of the 80s uh, with rediscovery and of the most ancient uh, Sicilian variety. The Inzolia specifically and followed by two biotypes of cataratto, the cataratto, simple cataratto and the cataratto extra lucido. And then for what concern the, the red varieties, the nero d'avola and the valorization of two different Sicilian varieties. One is called Perricone and Narello Cappuccio. But we also planted from the early beginning the Chardonnay. Uh, the international, the most well-known international white variety uh, with uh, a specific um, a dream, uh, at the be- really beginning was really a dream, to create traditional sparking method in Sicily. We have been one of the first to uh, believe that it was possible to create high-quality sparking wine here in Sicily. And the Chardonnay is the hurt of our sparkling wines. And that's the grapes that you're beginning to harvest now already. Yeah, yeah. We're just beginning with the, the special selection, uh, specifically devoted to the uh, creation of the traditional sparking method. We produce seven different label uh, sparking method. We have two Padese, we have a Melesime, we have, we produce a beautiful Grand Cuvée, we have Reserva, and we have two Rosé sparking wine. Uh, we consider ourselves, I can say, three wineries in one. We are a sparkle producer, we are white wines creator, and we consider ourselves also interpreter of 
red wines, especially uh, interpretive of the Nero Dabla, which is the most well-known red. Vanya, I'd like to turn our attention now to the award-winning wine, to the Terre Tardive. Explain this wine, how it's made, and why it's so special, why it impressed the judges who gave it the absolute top scores for a sweet wine in the Wines Without Walls competition. In the past, we produced a, sweet, a natural sweet wine that was called Oro di Casamilazzo. At a certain moment, we have stopped the production and we take a moment to wondering about what idea of natural sweet wine we would like to share with our clients and wine lovers. One of the uh, key elements of our wine is the research of elegance and to exalt the specific freshness and beautiful acidity and the sort of sapidity that are the main characteristic of our uh, white variety. So the idea in the Terra Tardive, uh, the name is quite evocative because Terre is coming from Terra della Baronia. So is in the meantime to exalt through this wine, the main characteristic of our terroir and to demonstrate how we can interpret her in a very different way one of our iconic blend, which is the Enzolia Chardonnay, which is our signature blend. Uh, you have to know, Mark, that Enzolia Chardonnay is born in Italy, in Sicily, in 1991 with Maria Costanza White Wine. It was the first time that a Sicilian white wine was created starting from this blend. So the idea that is in Terra Tardive is to reveal a new interpretation. So we use an aromatic Chardonnay and Inzolia. And to maintain the freshness, we approached, we tell them uh, of the bunch was carried out on both varieties. The shots were cut to reach, thanks to the partial dehydration, a concentration of sugar, and to interrupt the ripening at the same time. Uh, these techniques uh, also allowed us to preserve the particularly delicate aromatic component, thus ensuring a fine and elegant olfactory profile and extraordinary drinkability. In in this sense, we used to say that Terra Tardive is our unconventional, intriguing, and sophisticated sweet wine. It sounds exquisite, really expressing in this sweet expression of these two grapes, Chardonnay blended with Inzolia, uh, a native white grape from Sicily. What time of day would you have the Terra Tardive? Would you have this as an after-dinner drink? Would you have this in the afternoon with biscotti or cakes? What foods would you enjoy with Terre Tardive? Oh, the fact that we find intriguing and unconventional is due to the fact that this wine is very transversal. So you can even open your dinner with Terre Tardive. We have tested, for example, with some cheese and even with gras, and is can be paired also with some first dishes when you have some very sour seasoned uh, cheese. And I believe that at the end, the best interpretation should be with cakes, uh, uh, biscuits, uh, not 
too much sweet dishes in order to exalt this sweetness and freshness that are the main, the two main components of this wine. It sounds absolutely exquisite. I'm imagining another way is perhaps simply sitting out with a, a small glass of terre tardive as the sun setting, perhaps overlooking the sea, if you can see the sea from where you are. And we don't see the sea, but we have a beautiful grain nature that explodes around the winery. So this is, could be a beautiful uh, way to appreciate Terre Tardive. Okay. Now, Vanya, I always ask, because I know many of our listeners like to visit the people, the wineries we talk to. I know you don't actually have open wine facilities for people to just drop in. But should wine lovers or groups of wine lovers, small groups, wish to visit, is that possible? Okay. Yeah, you're right. For the moment, we are not open with uh, anatouristic services. The winery in the last year has been involved in important infrastructure investment to improve our sustainability. So now we have a photovoltaic system that guarantees 100% of energy for the sellers. And we have improved also the recycling system for the water we use in the cells. But we have decided to make an effort in order to share with wine lovers who we are, our philosophy, our idea of viticulture, our idea of sustainable company here in the south of Sicily. So during the year, we set up a calendar when it's possible to guest small group at maximum six people and to give them the possibility to visit the vineyards, to visit the winery and have a live testing. This is really our pleasure. The only uh, rules that you have is uh, to kindly ask to the wine lover to write us um, so they can verify if there is any availability and we try to organize uh, a date and uh, so they have to call us maybe one month before so uh, we can give them the, a calendar and some option to try to to come here and visit the winery. Okay, that's very helpful. And wine lovers are generally quite resourceful and like to plan ahead. So I'm sure that could work well. Simply to contact Milazzo Vini in advance if you're going to be in the area, perhaps visiting the really beautiful and awe-inspiring Valley of the Temples at Agrigento, and then to have, perhaps arrange a visit to Milazzo Vini. Vania, thank you so much for being my guest today to explaining where you are in Campobello di Licata, southeast Sicily, uh, the philosophies of organic and sustainable viticulture at Milazzo Vini, and also this very special wine, Terre Tardive, for which Milazzo Vini won the Best uh, Organic Sweet Wine Award in the Wines Without Walls competition. I hope the harvest goes well for you and everything continues well through the summer. 
So thank you very much and hope to see you sometime in the future. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for guesting us to give us the possibility to tell us something about the binary and our work. And we will wait for you here in the winery to show who we are and our idea of viticulture and the fantastic team and colleagues that every day are passionate and very involved in the idea of a winery that we have in mind. And let me say a special thanks to the property of the winery. Uh, Giuseppina Milazzo, uh, Saverio Loleggio, her husband, and Giuseppe uh, Loleggio, their son. They are fully involved in the winery and they are our inspiration in what we do every day to take care of the uh, Milazzo heritage and what we would like to represent in the future. Thank you again. Well, thank you, and I do hope to visit you sometime soon in the future. Grazie, a presto. Grazie, grazie, a presto voi. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin.